0: hello everyone and welcome
1: to ep <laughs> <Are> you okay <laughs> that, that that was the worst timing for that I What happened? that came out of nowhere <gasps> what happened I, I i just had like this weird feeling in my chest like oh what the hell is that i pushed on it and just a massive burp came out
0: i have got to do something funny with that one
1: <laughs> have that be a little easter egg at the end of the episode I will, I will.
0: (laughs) Okay, alright. I'm ready. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 33 of the Switchaboo podcast. I'll be your host, my name is Alex Harding, and joined with me today is the cynical guy Jake Mouncey. Hi. And he's also the co-host, because I think for the first time we don't have Nathan on the show.
1: Where the hell is he?
0: I have no idea, (laughs) like... I said, to, he completely forgot that we had the podcast today, which is very unlike Nathan. He's normally pretty, pretty keen for the podcast every fortnight, so.
1: Yeah, to be fair, he has been busy with like multiple weddings this past fortnight, so.
0: Yeah, it's about, it's about that time of year where everyone kind of goes for the, the cheaper weddings around this time. Yeah. You got your summer, your spring and summer weddings, and then you've got your yeah, leading up to winter when nobody wants to get married, and then people get married because it's cheaper. I think my my brother did that. I think he got married in like early mid May as well. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've never been never even been close to getting married, so I have no idea. Um but let's start off with what we what we've been playing. You only have one. Yeah, I can see yeah. on the sheet. Um
1: <laughs> I've uh yeah, I've been uh enjoying Final Fantasy 14 a bit too much. Good luck. How many of- hours uh, how many hours? I don't know because, like, I'm playing on my like, PS5. I don't think there's a way to actually check my hours. Okay, uh, it is an MMO, so I'm sure I'll like in like a lot of MMOs do it. Like, you can go in the chat and say slash game time, and it'll tell me. And uh, okay. you'll be very sad seeing it's been multiple days. <laughs> four months <laughs> but uh but yeah uh the only thing i've been playing this past fortnight is uh final fantasy 14 because um uh some of you may remember when i first started playing this like very early on in the podcast's uh lifespan uh i i was talking about how like despite being pretty far into the game i just really didn't have a class that i gelled with hmm. well i now- remember that. Yeah, yeah, well, now that I, like, just hit level 70, like, shortly before the, uh, stream, stream, uh, podcast, uh, started, (laughs) uh, I, I finally found a job that I actually like, uh, and it's the one I least expected, I really enjoy playing Dancer. Dancer? Yeah, yeah, the Dancer class, so, Ah. yeah, basically what it is, it's like a damage-support hybrid. So, like, yeah, so, yeah, uh, you do, yeah, it does, like, ranged melee, so, like, it fights with, uh, chakrams, so you're, like, throwing bladed discs everywhere while you're dancing around. And, like, while you're dancing, you also, uh, buff the party, like, increase their damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, increase their damage, give them a little bit of, uh, health regen, bit of, uh, damage mitigation, that kind of stuff. But the, like, unique mechanic is, uh, they can designate one person in the party as a dance partner. So, like, they get one-to-one, like, the exact same buffs that you get at the same time. And your uh, dance partner also has uh, the ability to, like, proc your abilities as well. So the better they do, the better you do.
0: So it's like a bard, but good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) Final Fantasy XIV also has bards, but I just didn't really enjoy how they played. Yeah. So... But yeah, like, the main reason why I enjoy Bard, though, is it feels, like, very freeform. Because uh, hmm. how, like, MMO combat typically works is, like, you have uh, base rotation, it's very static. So it's like, uh, attack one will combo into attack two, which will combo into attack three, repeat. Like, you know, stuff like yeah. that. While Dance's whole thing is its basic attack has a chance to... Uh, has a 50% chance to combo into any of their attacks. Okay. Yeah, so you're constantly hopping in between, like, every attack instead of, you know, just pressing the same three buttons in the same order over and over again.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, I've always kind of wanted to get into Final Fantasy XIV, but it's such a time sink, I know, with any MMOs. yeah, yeah and but, even just playing a regular final fantasy game is a time sink in itself. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: they they have been, you know, making it easier like in recent updates for people to just play it by themselves. Like I mentioned in the uh last episode, they uh they added a function that lets you play the uh the base game's dungeons just with an AI
0: party. Okay. Yeah, which... uh, so that helps out quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh. there's just this weird gap in between uh 50 and 70 where they don't have that. <laughs> so yeah, middle how, of the game is... Uh,
0: how weird. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's all you've been playing? Nothing on... That's
1: pretty much all I've been doing. Yeah, it's just <laughs> grinding the same dungeon because it gives me stupid amounts of experience. <laughs> oh, it is... Uh yeah, it's the same level 50 dungeon for the past 2 weeks. I've been just grinding out because like yeah, it gives me stupid amounts of experience plus yeah. I get like uh 200% extra experience bonus Ooh. if uh uh I'm a new uh, I'm a new player technically since I don't have a uh class at max level yet, so I gain a bonus from that. Uh, an extra bonus for playing on a new server, since the Australian servers are new. Mm. and uh, you get something called rested experience. So if you like don't play for a couple of hours, you gain just uh, yeah, you gain like an extra one hundred percent experience for like the next like hour or so. So uh, okay. yeah, just so yeah, what I've been doing is just like I boot up the game, I do one or two runs of this dungeon that gives me enough for like half a level, and like yeah, that's it for the day.
0: You reckon FF14 could run on Switch? No.
1: No? Nah. No. Nah. Real shame. Yeah, like, okay. It's just a bit game, too much for it. Yeah, like, the game is kind of old. I believe, like, like the first console versions of the game actually came out on the PlayStation 3. But, like, as it's changed time, since then. Yeah, as time went on, uh, Square Enix straight up says, like, if we want to actually, like, continue making this game, we have to drop support for the PlayStation 3 version.
0: Yeah, okay. it's too old. Bummer. Yeah. Oh well, it is what it is. Yeah. Um I mean, without Nathan, there's no Nintendo fact. Oh so no, what are we gonna no. do?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was trying to think of one like like just off the cuff. I remember uh the creator of Metroid, I can't remember his name now. And I'm gonna be kicking myself later. But he also made the you know the you know the punching thing? Punch like it? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> the toy where it has like a trigger and then a, like it ex- like an extendable arm. Oh, those things. Yeah. Like he the ma- robotic punching arms. Yeah. He made that as well. Huh. So he, he made that. He made Metroid. And he made uh, the Virtual Boy. He did not oh, make uh, anything after the Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Why am I blanking on his name? I'm going to... I'm going to look this up. Uh, creator of Virtual Boy. Gunpei Yokoi. Oh, that that hurts that I that I forgot that. <laughs> but yeah, he was at Nintendo from 1965 to 1997. So he started making toys for the company and then moved on to making video games. He also made the uh the Game Boy. Oh wow. And the D-pad, the modern D-pad that we know today. Four out of five ain't bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He just he just has the virtual boy, which kind of um yeah, sullied his career a little bit. It's like you make all yeah, you make all these good things and then
1: somehow you make the like the most obvious it's not going to
0: work thing ever. I had a I had a chance to buy a virtual boy in, when I was in Japan, and I nearly did, but then, you know, money. And then yeah. I realized, it, and I also realized it wouldn't fit in my, in my luggage. It doesn't fit anywhere. No, it's like, such even a if you just day. have
1: yeah, even if you just have it on a shelf or like, you know, a conversation piece, it won't fit. <laughs>
0: no, it's such a dumb shape. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny though. Um, oh yeah, that's, that's the only fact I've got at the top of my head. Um, I've been playing two games, which I finished both of them within the Fortnite, which is surprising for me. Uh, but it's, so I've been playing Parkasaurus. I mentioned that one last time. It was one of our indie roundups. Do you remember that one? I remember. Yeah. So it's for anyone who didn't listen to last, the last episode, it's basically a theme park simulator, but you can, uh, you have dinosaurs and it was I gave it a seven out of ten. It was really, really good, um, but I did find that it had a few not technical issues, but it translated to Switch okay, but just not the best. It's a it's a hard genre to get on console. Yeah. Um. But my favorite part about it was that I had. What, do you know Do you know dinosaurs? Do you know the dinosaur with the long neck? Do you know what that's called?
1: Uh, stegosaurus.
0: I think that's it. Um. Uh, anyway, I,
1: I was never into dinosaurs like most boys as a kid so i wouldn't know
0: (laughs) neither was i really uh but the best part about it was having you know the big long neck dinosaur and then i made him wear a sombrero (laughs) and that was great and i'm like this game's great (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and another thing i found was that the the campaign mode uh it kind of relied on and encouraged the player for a lot of quick wins rather than if you're making a theme park you want to you know you want you want to kind of think about your long long yeah, term long investments term stuff yeah yeah so it's very much you know oh make 5 dinosaurs happy and then so you put all your focus into that and then you complete the level and then you move on to a new theme park and it's like uh eh, it's right. kind of going against it you can there is a sandbox mode but because the campaign kind of feels like the main chunk of the game people mainly be drawn to that. Right. So I was so that was my main gripe with the game. But it is it is very fun and very colorful as well and quite surprisingly deep like in terms of like what you can do from a business perspective. Like you can look at like um like your cash flows uh like cost of goods and and everything and then like you can look at like financial statements and then use that to figure out what you want to do, you know, moving forward. Like it's actually, and I mentioned it in the review as well. If you ever are thinking about like starting a business, especially like a product based business, I'd I'd actually recommend playing this game because it gives you that kind of mind, that mindset to think like that. And it was very impressive. And the other game I've been playing is Arise, A Simple Adventure. So this one is interesting. It launched on other platforms, I think, about two years ago. Um, A very, very beautiful game and a very, very sweet story as well. So it's about a a man, I think it would be like some kind of Scandinavian country, and he passes away and then when i think he's going like to the other side maybe if it's scandinavian it might be to, to valhalla yeah, and it, it does look kind of scandinavian yeah yeah i i definitely get those vibes from it and it's it goes through his life um like his life experiences with his you know with his significant other and you know all the challenges that they face but um it's very for a 3D platformer, it's very cool because what you, the main mechanic in it is you can um, go forward and back through time for about, like, you know, five seconds each way. So that way, like, if a bolt is falling down, you have to control time to get it to a certain point where it's falling so it becomes a platform and then uh, keep moving. Right. Yeah. And and little things like that. Like, one level, everything was on fire, so you had to kind of control the the fire, you know, and how much it is. Like, how much how far it's gone right to to cover certain things so it was really cool it struggles on switch Uh, definitely yeah because i looked up a ps4 pro um gameplay walkthrough and it looks beautiful on that console and yeah it's not amazing on switch but still definitely worth playing i gave that one an eight out of ten but that's all we've been playing. So we'll move on to the news. But first up, obviously, um, remember we have a Patreon. So for just $1 per month, you can get the podcast two to three days early. It all goes towards supporting the website, supporting, uh, paying our writers, keeping everything running. And if we reach $100 per month, we'll make this podcast a weekly show. And hold on, Nathan's writing in the Discord. Hello. Nathan's Nintendo Factor sneaking. We've already done it.
1: <laughs> Too bad.
0: Uh, should I read it? I should read it. Yes, yeah, just, just yeah, to make okay. him happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to Nathan, in Kirby, right back at you, King King DDD's animation studio from the episode "Cartoon Buffoon" loosely resembles the real-world building of AUN Entertainment. AUN Entertainment was the animation studio that handled the majority of the 3D CG segments in the anime. Makes sense. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Does make sense. I'm gonna res- I'm gonna respond to him now. Uh you missed it, but I read it anyways. Stop interrupting You're welcome. the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Amazing. Um All right, so moving on. There have been potential leaks for Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games coming to Nintendo Switch Online, which, I mean, is kind of inevitable, I suppose. Yeah. But, like, Uh, it,
1: it, it is just good to see that they're, you know, adding more stuff to the online.
0: Yeah, I mean, the... The feedback Nintendo got about the expansion pack was very, very sour, Mm. um, which was to be expected considering, you know, it was for, like, you know, Nintendo 64 games, like eight of them, and some Sega Mega Drive games, which we've all played many times before. Yeah, yeah. So, it was a very tough pill to swallow, but... It's getting better, obviously, with the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, potentially, and all the DLC that we've been getting recently as well, like Octopath, mm. no, not Octopath, um, the Octo expansion, plus Platoon Two is now available. Yeah, yeah, like it's like a two-year-old, or if not three-year-old DLC. It's a really so that, good DLC. I haven't played it, but obvi- I have it now, so <laughs> I really should. But. Yes, yeah, so a lot of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games supposedly rumoured to come to the Switch. Most notably, we've got things like Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow, and Circle of the Moon, which was surprising because it did launch on the um, that Collector's Edition, mm. but that's interesting. Uh, Golden Sun and Golden Sun The Lost Age, which wow. would be... F- yeah, yeah, people like caring about Golden Sun, wow. Yeah, that'd be huge. Like, I'd be happy just with that. Mm. (laughs) Damn it, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) It's really a podcast episode without me in it. It's trying to be. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I'm so sassy today. I know. (laughs) What else we got? Oh, Mega Man Zero Three, which I found out is uh, one of Bruno's favorites games of all time so he'd be quite happy Ah, pokemon pinball ruby and sapphire yeah that's the first thing i noticed
1: when i saw this that'd be the first yeah the first picture hey pokemon pinball like yeah (laughs) finally oh i I didn't know uh kingdom hearts chain of memories is on here as well yeah yeah memories that's good i i believe the uh as weird and janky as that game is I prefer the GBA version over the uh,
0: PS2 remake of it. Interesting. I played probably, I don't know, like an hour of the PS3 remake, and eh. Yeah, it's jank as hell. It's strange and jank as hell. Yeah. It's like, obviously, they use the same engine and just chucked in the mechanics. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this doesn't kind of fit right. It really doesn't. But yeah, hopefully we hear more about this soon. I imagine this would be like a maybe the June E3 Nintendo Direct or E3 equivalent. Probably. So I reckon we'll probably hear about it there. I do have a bit of a concern
1: though. It's like it's mainly that like you know, Game Boy Advance emulation has been pretty much perfected for the past decade or so, so it's gonna be like really hard to mess this up. Hmm. But considering how bad uh Nintendo's in house emulators have been I really hope they don't screw this
0: up. Yeah,
1: it seems like something that's really hard to
0: mess up, but they've done it in the past. They have the the GBA emulator on the Wii U was okay; it was passable. Mm. Um, I don't know. I guess only time will tell. But yeah, that is a that is a very genuine concern. Um, what else do we have? So, uh, and Nathan missed it. Digimon Survive gets a July 29 release date. Oh, what a shame he doesn't get to talk about it.: Oh, shucks. I did buy um Cyber sleuth today. It was like 85 percent off in the eShop sale. Ooh, nice. Yeah,
1: yeah go, go play that. It is way better than it like has the right to bear.:
0: Well, I think I remember saying that I liked the original Digimon World, and it kind of looks similar based on the screenshots.
1: It mm, Digimon Worlds for the PS1 is an interesting beast.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, half the reason why I love
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Like, even to this day, people are still finding out new hidden mechanics that we just didn't know because it's just so
0: strangely made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, this one is July 29, which is... Hilarious because it's exactly the same day as Xenoblade Chronicles three.
1: <laughs> oh, that's gonna be oh, that's gonna be a mess.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll skip forward to that news piece now. So yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles three move forward to July twenty nine. Usually, yeah. Usually, you hear delays about things, not you know,
1: games being pushed forward because they're doing so well in production.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting and. I mean, because Splatoon 3 has now got a September release date. So it's kind of like they swapped. Yeah. I wonder if that's because of uh, Breath of the Wild 2 being delayed. Like maybe they're trying to space out the open world games a bit more. Yeah, space it out, shuffle things around. Yeah. I was speaking with Dylan um, because, I don't know, we're talking about how we have next to no time to play games anymore. And I was saying... You should get into the Xenoblade series because, like, you know, he loves RPGs as well. And he's like, Yeah, I probably should. How long are they? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, to play all of the games, probably about 300, 350 hours, if you include the third one. He's like, Maybe not. Mm. I thought, Yeah, that's. They are really large games. Yeah. It's like one of the only large series that I get into. Yeah. Like, I kind of picked mine. That's Center Blade. Yours is Persona. Yeah. So, like, we just kind of pick down niches. But, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm trying not to not to consume all that much, because Nintendo, I really are dropping a lot of trailers and, mm. like, um, story tidbits and everything. I'm like, hmm, I'd rather be surprised.
1: Yeah, and, you know, just Japanese trailers for... RPGs just tend to have like the biggest spoilers in them
0: <laughs> oh that's brutal um uh, do you want to take the next one there, Jake yeah
1: sure uh Sonic Origins has been announced and it's coming uh June 23 so this is basically what it is it's uh Sonic 1 2 and 3 and Sonic CD uh remade from the ground up like literal remasters because mm. Sega is notorious for like getting rid of the master files of their old Sega Genesis games so um, <laughs> yeah uh made by the team that made Sonic Mania
0: which is really cool this is great to see yeah but, but did there's,
1: you yeah there is some funkiness <laughs> to it though yeah, there is. Yeah, so, alongside this, Sega also showed off, uh, like, you know, those DLC roadmap things. It's like, oh, if you buy the standard edition, you get this. Buy the premium version, you get this. Like, th- those kinds of things. And it's the most dumbfounding, confusing thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's... It is, like, the most obnoxious one I think I've ever seen. Because... Because like it says it has like five different packs, but in reality there's only like the base game plus you know just the digital deluxe edition, so it's like where did these other three come from and yeah
0: it's... and like the 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 main you know the deluxe edition, the ultimate edition doesn't have everything in it
1: yeah, it doesn't uh what what does it not have uh a hundred bonus go. yeah, a hundred bonus coins, mirror mode. And letterbox Background. I mean, yay, but... It, like, they, they made, like, the most weirdest things, like, DLC exclusive. Like, character animations in the main menu. Yeah. So like, what? What, what? what? What does that mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it just deters people from even looking at buying those packs, and they'll just go with the standard edition. Yeah, it's because who so cares strange. as well. It is so strange. Like why? And it says a hundred bonus coins. I'm like, what are the coins for? And why can you only get it in the start dash pack? Yeah, why not the premium fun pack
1: <laughs> or the classic music pack? Yeah, oh, which is
0: wait. yeah, <laughs> which is bizarre because I mean those three. You know the infographic that we're looking—the start Dash Pack, the Premium Fun Pack, and the Classic Music Pack—does don't actually include the game. Mm. So you have to purchase it separately. Yeah, it's in separate- addition it's, to it. It's so weird. But then, lo- if you get oh, sorry, you go I,
1: like the I I. In my opinion, the most annoying thing about this is the Digital Deluxe Edition. Like in the end, it's only like, five bucks. It's only an extra five bucks more. Yeah. So this is. So incredibly unnecessary. This it is. is done
0: just for money grubbing reasons. Well, I mean, just just do one version and charge forty five dollars. Yeah, and include everything. Like, don't withhold little tiny bits like main menu anim- animation and additional music tracks. Like, it, don't. I I just don't get it. It's so dumb. It is so dumb. Yeah.
1: But it gets worse. It gets dumber. (laughs) So, people might be thinking, it's like, oh, this is pretty expensive for games that Sega sells for like a dollar each, typically. Mm. So, I'm just going to get the original versions that they sell. Too bad, because they've delisted it on every platform. So, you have to buy this version.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's (laughs) similar to what Rockstar did with GTA. Yep. They took down the originals and then they released a... Well, we all know how that worked out, how that turned out. So, I mean, yeah, we don't even know how... I mean, it is uh, Headcanon, which, you know, who did make Sonic Mania. So, mm. you know, we got a little bit more faith in them. But, yeah, what if you did want to play the original original versions? Yeah, Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Although, isn't Sonic 2 still on Nintendo Switch Online?
1: I... Don't actually know.
0: I think and it is. Yeah, and that's the confusing part about it because it's all just—it's just a mismatch everywhere. Like, you—you mm. th- you think Sega would have figured their stuff out at mm. this point, they'd like, gotten their act together, but apparently not. But I also love—I had to share it as well—the Devolver Digital. Oh uh, yeah, that's wait
1: I—I love Devolver because they <laughs> seem to be like the only people that you know poke fun at this whole industry yeah like they're the oh, only they ones that like actually understands like hey this is kind of
0: dumb <laughs> they're so good um yeah. f- for context to listeners um yeah they they got an upcoming game trek To yomi which actually looks amazing by the way and it is coming to game pass um mm. really incredible it looks gorgeous uh but that's coming out probably out by the time this podcast episode's out and it says like the different versions PS4 PS5 Xbox PC and it just has like all your different features and it's just ticks everywhere yeah everything
1: is ticked off it's like hey you get the games 10% off you can have an epic journey through the underworld and back (laughs) this is like (laughs) (laughs) Devolver you
0: guys are amazing they are amazing one they have great games two whoever's in charge of their marketing I I would love to meet them one day, whoever's in yeah, charge of their marketing. Yeah. So good. Uh, I thought you'd be interested in this as well, Jake. A fan is working on a Game Boy Elden Ring demake.
1: Wait, what? How have I not heard of this? Yeah.
0: The <laughs> full me? Game Boy version of Elden Ring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, just opening up this article that you've shown me, I immediately recognize... What's going on with this low, sp- like small sprite picture? <laughs> that's just like the main character. Yeah, that's the playable character. Uh, fighting the tutorial boss, the uh, grafted scion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, it's so good. I love. I love when people do these, like, just these D makes, and you see it all the. I remember they did a Breath of the Wild one as well, and it might not have been the same people, but it's it's just so creative. Yeah, and the these guys also did a PlayStation One remake of Bloodborne. And what
1: else uh, is it? Is it really by them? Uh, you know, uh, I think so. Isn't the first one? uh I don't think it says that, but like I do okay. kind of follow the uh, Bloodborne PS One remake, and yeah. yes, by extension, the Bloodborne Kart racer that they are making.
0: <laughs> they i didn't made, know about that
1: yeah because they they made that as an april fool's joke last year but uh so many people wanted it uh me included uh, <laughs> uh they they just decided you know what we we put a lot of development in this gag why not why not that's I, right I've, yeah i've seen it i've seen uh yeah gameplay well yeah test gameplay of it and it's ridiculous It's like yeah it's a racing game but it's heavily focused around combat
0: dang well with that as well like my only concern is obviously you know using ips like other companies ips and whatnot i hope i hope that that they then take it to like they just swap the characters around and make their own game with it yeah yeah like they kind of have a backup File, like, save file or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a game developer. But, and because that happens a lot with Nintendo-inspired games, especially, like, there was a recent story about someone making a Metroid N64 game, like a whole new game in the style of Nintendo 64. So I'm wondering if they're, you know, making a game and then they've just made a version with a Metroid sprite. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're advertising. And then when you know when they get the season desist, which would be inevitable, yeah. They then, you know, just put in their their own character.
1: I, I sorry. Like while you're talking, I was watching the little trailer. I'm just watching the animation for the dodge roll. It's hilarious. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see the
0: sprite spin. It is amazing. There he goes. Wee. <laughs> It's like he's cartwheeling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So good. Um we did already touch on the uh, Splatoon 3. There's not too much news on that. It's just that it's coming uh September 9th. Which is pretty crazy. Um I also thought you might be interested in the next topic about Yuji Naka there.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Uh so Yuji Naka. Uh, he's, he says he was removed as director by Square Enix six months before Battle and Wonderworld's release and there's been, like, legal disputes and, like, a whole bunch of stuff from that. It's, this whole situation
0: is kind of a mess. It is kind of a mess. I'm, I don't know when it comes to Yuji Naka. He kind of, he kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Like, issues yeah, seem to follow him. Yeah, Where,
1: there have been stories around him that are kinda of worrisome.
0: Yeah, so it's kinda of like, you know, he's he's always the common denominator, but he's always mm. blaming other people. So it's kinda of like Is it them or is it you? That's the problem. But yeah. we'll we'll likely never know. Mm. But yeah, from from Yuji Naka's perspective, he's saying that um like a lot of the decisions weren't really communicated very well. Um, He couldn't respond to, you know, fan feedback or fan artwork or anything like that. And, you know, and that kind of not being able to work onto the, like on the game throughout the entirety of its development. It didn't, it, it resulted in the game that it became. Mm. So he's claiming that Square Enix is very anti consumer, which I mean, he's not wrong, Mm. but like Square Enix is, uh, they have been getting worse and worse. Square Enix, but like sometimes they're still good. They've, they're a very confusing company.
1: They they really are. They're they're a baffling company to follow. Yeah, because sometimes they make like some of the best things ever, like aforementioned Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, you get Chocobo Racing, and like their mobile games that are just microtransactioned up the butt yeah it's just uh
0: the their foray in nfts that they want to do yeah they've they've become very anti-consumer which is obviously not the direction we want them to take but they don't seem to be anti-consumer when it comes to their drag when it comes to dragon quest mm. i've noticed that like they're very it's almost like dragon quest is so loved in japan that they don't really want to risk it mm. But, I don't know, maybe that's just my perspective, but like they're remaking, and sometimes they're fantastic, like they're remaking uh live alive in the two d h d art style, and that's coming out in July uh they're also doing uh what else was it? I don't know, but like, oh the Dragon Quest three remake also in two d h d oh so dude, like yeah, I'm so excited for that, and so sometimes they make amazing decisions, and they really. You know, they treat their legacy well, but yet yeah, other times they do stuff like this. So. Yeah,
1: like there's no in between. It's either really good or bafflingly stupid.
0: Mm hmm. Well, and you were saying it last Fortnite with the uh Kingdom Hearts Uh, Kingdom Hearts four, yeah. Well, like how he wanted to make Final Fantasy thirteen.
1: Was, yeah, Final Fantasy versus thirteen. That's but it. it got changed. Yeah. But it got changed so much, he just, like, dejectedly just let them do whatever they want. And now he's turning Kingdom Hearts into Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen.
0: Yeah, like, that's that's such a bizarre situation. Yeah. So it's, yeah. They're a very baffling company. And last bit of big news. This is the big one. Uh, Nintendo delays the Super Mario Bros. movie to 2023. So, I mean, of course Miyamoto says it's worth the wait. That remains yeah. that remains <laughs> remains to be seen until we actually see a uh, you know an actual trailer for it because we don't know anything.
1: We... Yeah, we straight up don't know anything except oh hey, Chris Pratt is Mario, and you know all these other people, all <laughs> these other baffling people are in the movie for some reason.
0: Jack Black is Bowser. I... Charlie I... Day is Luigi.
1: I still cannot wait to hear Donkey Kong <laughs> laugh with Seth Rogen's stupid laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, It's going to be hilarious. It's, it's either going to be the best video game movie or the worst video game movie. Either way, I'm going to pay to see it.
1: <laughs> I, I want it to be bad just so we can say we have two really bad Super Mario movies.
0: <laughs> I just, I don't, I can't see how it's going to work. I just don't get it. Like, obvious, so, obviously, they're, I mean, Illumination doesn't have the best, repu- like, reputa- reputation, but I don't mm. think they've ever made a absolutely horrendous movie. Like, it's always yeah, kind of, like, average.
1: Yeah, like, painfully average at worst.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of, like... I just don't really know because you know, also rumors and rumblings, but, you know, taken with many grains of salt that uh, mm. they're apparently redesigning Mario and Luigi. But, like, yeah,
1: I've heard that.
0: Yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't going to include that in it because it is still speculation and, you know, yeah, just people true. talking. But, like, it is going to be interesting because we don't know how it looks and whether they do have to change things so it doesn't seem so weird that Chris Pratt is Mario. Hmm. Like, I
1: just want to see their designs. Yeah. That, that's all I care about at this point.
0: Yeah. And then, we, then we'll then we know whether, you know, what to expect. Yeah. Again, either way I'm going to see it. It just depends on, you know, whether I'm going to be laughing from embarrassment or from joy. I don't know yet. But yeah, so that was going to be December 21. So I don't know. They said they've delayed it to 2023. Oh, no, sorry. April. 2023, which is a very weird time frame, mm. so that's a bit strange. And they're saying that, like, it it might might have been a good thing because uh, Avatar Two is releasing this December. Oh right, yeah, which is bizarre to me. Just yeah. so bizarre.
1: How many Avatar movies did they say they were going to make? I uh, like. 11 right yeah something absurd like that
0: It was gonna be like star wars like the new star wars but like it's it's i think it's taken 10 years for the sequel
1: it's gotta be more than that right i'm curious now i remember still being at school sorry yeah when
0: the first avatar came out you're right 2009 (laughs) 13 years oh boy now the second one avatar the way of water what a terrible title and Sam Worthington's still in it. 13 years later!
1: Oh, well, he'll be CGI'd up as a blue elf man. He'll but, be fine. That's a very good point.
0: They just need their general likeness, and that's it. Yeah. Good lord. That's going to be funny. But that was that was all the news. So next up, we've got the indie roundup. And here, obviously, is where we talk about you know all the upcoming indie games over the next week or two. Uh, games that either... Uh, there's a lot of hype around them, or we just feel as though they deserve more attention than what they're getting. And we've got five for you this time. Next, uh, First one is on the 4th of May, Wildcat Gun Machine. So this one, enter a bullet-held dungeon crawler where you take on hordes of disgusting flesh beasts with a with a wide variety of guns, giant mech robots, and cute kittens. So a, you know, top-down kind of isometric thing. Uh, twin stick shooter it's got a kind of a comic book-esque art style i'm trying to look for the kittens you promised kittens and (laughs) i don't see kittens that's a good point actually all these screenshots there's no kittens you liars (laughs) (laughs) i want my kittens yeah no kittens okay well that remains to be seen but that one looks pretty cool next one well next one's actually just the expansion but we got um wingspan plus european expansion Are you familiar with Wingspan? I'm looking at this now and this looks
1: so... I am so confused. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? Is this a card game or is it like some kind of bird watching thing?
0: It's both, essentially. So yeah, it's a card game about birds. And it's actually very, very highly regarded. And so the video game is based off of the actual card game itself. Like, you can go into a board board game shop and buy Wingspan. Wait, th- this is a physical card game? Wow, so... This is a physical... Who likes birds. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked birds. But yeah, it's getting an expansion pack, and it's currently 30% off. I mean, I don't know how long for, so... If you're really into it, get it now, because it's got a discount. Well, that's a thing, I suppose. That is a thing. Actually... I'm just going to quickly look. Wingspan. Metacritic. Yeah. On PC, 84% on Metacritic. Huh. Like, it's it's highly regarded. But, yeah. So, it always kind of looked odd to me. But there is an audience for it. Next one is best month ever. And I just have to put my age verification into Nintendo. Yeah, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Take part in a rollercoaster of emotions with Louise embarking on a road trip of a lifetime through the late 1960s USA trying to show her son Mitch how to navigate the often cruel modern world. So this one is a point and click it's kind of a point and click adventure but a little bit with a little bit more control. But yeah, exploring through 1960s USA which is always which is a very interesting time period. Yeah, yeah, history. and especially considering
1: let's just say the interesting family dynamic Mm -hmm. i'm going to say without you know immediately just
0: saying the thing yeah (laughs) i'm trying to tiptoe around it (laughs) oh yeah um so single mom in her late 20s with a clever eight-year-old under your care so i don't think it's actually her son well it says single mom I don't know. Yeah, trying to show her son Mitch. So it's Oh, sorry. Son, yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Mm. But yeah, it looks pretty interesting. It can go either way because I'm not sure about the animation. So it looks like it could possibly be a j- little janky. Mm. But if it's done well, I reckon it's got some really nice uh, backdrops and environments, So, And Rated M, which is United States, ESRB M, which is like M.A. here. Yeah. For blood, partial nudity, sexual themes, strong language, use of viol- uh, use of drugs, and violence. All the good stuff. That's why we had to put our age in. Yeah, it is. Next one we've got... Is it Ayuden or Ayuden? I believe it's Ayuden. Ayuden. Ayuden Chronicle Rising. So, this one combines a thrilling adventure through ancient ruins with the tale of one town's rise from the ashes. Um... I mean, for the most part, it's the. I mean, you'd probably be able to tell us a little bit more about this one because you're familiar with the actual.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Project. So, what this is, this is a prequel to the upcoming Ayudin Chronicle, which is like the spiritual successor to uh, the Sui Coden series.
0: Hmm.
1: Which, uh, if for those of you who don't know, Sweet Coden's main gimmick is, hey, you can have like one hundred and something party members
0: that so makes me... yeah
1: it's just crazy It just makes me anxious <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh yeah this is something completely different it is like a 2D action rpg so like it is just very different to like what they uh what they have planned for you know the actual full release of Ayuden Chronicle mm. i love the uh, art style though oh yeah i love guru yeah this character here (laughs) i I talked about it before it is like half man half kangaroo with like a giant great sword a la guts from berserk it's so good it is such like a me thing to like so i'm like
0: (laughs) i gotta have this game just for that (laughs) i am on like because it is actually coming to game pass as well so i reckon i will play this on my Xbox when this comes out. Yeah. Because it just looks, it looks bizarre, but it looks really beautiful. It looks fantastic, yeah. It kind of resembles almost like the the HD 2D, or HD 2D or 2D HD, I can never remember. But like that, That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but that art style, but I suppose the background's a bit more polished. Well, not polished, yeah. but like more fleshed out, more, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, more fleshed out. Yeah, so it's ah it just looks amazing because it's yeah, 2D sprites on a 3D backdrop basically. Mm. But very ex- I'm quite excited for this one as well. That's going to be cool. And last one we've got Dungeons of Dreadrock. So this one is 12th of May. Uh the spirit of 1980s home computer adventure games revived for contemporary audiences and platforms. Fight and puzzle your way through 100 100- Handcrafted levels into the ancient depths of Dreadrock Mountain. Relive memories of old-school dungeon crawlers from a new perspective. So this one, very... There's nothing amazing, like, really amazing about this game. It just kind of stands out. It looks like a solid dungeon crawler, and it's only $10. Hmm. So, yeah, and that's,
1: yeah, that's, like, 1980s, like, uh, dungeon crawlers is something you don't really see being, like, redone. Yeah. A lot... In this day and age, so I'm interested just to just buy that metric
0: alone. Yeah, so definitely keep your eye on that one. And that's our that's our indie roundup for this one. Mays, I think May's a bit more of a quiet month. I don't think anything massive's happening mm. this month, at least not on Nintendo anyways. Uh, but moving on, we would normally answer a patreon question, but unfortunately we didn't get one this time around. so if if you're worried about bombarding us with too many questions, don't worry. Just send it to us anyways. It's okay. You're not going to be pushing anyone out. We forgive you. But that means we move on to everyone's favorite part of the podcast, Name That Game. Yay. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Jake.
1: Oh, uh, i got to do this by myself. Yeah. Uh, guy who's notoriously bad at this.
0: You can do it. All right. So, Name That Game. Basically, I have a game. Jake has to try and guess it. Uh, to do that, I will be giving him 10 hints. He has five guesses, so two between hints one and six, two between hints uh, six and nine, and one final guess after the final hint. Uh, He has two lifelines as well. He can ask me a yes or no question, and once he's done that, he can also hear a switchaboo lifeline, which is normally done by someone, uh, one of our other writers, but I decided to do it this time because without saying too much, this one was kind of an obvious hint to give. So... Right, Let's dive in. I'll try, I'll try to be nice. Nice on you, Jake, as well. Because obviously <laughs> you are by yourself here.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you say try, but I think the last time you did that, it was still something both neither me or
0: Nathan got. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. <laughs> uh, this game launched on Switch in March 2022. So this year. It's an arcade-style game. The switch version has a seventy-four on Metacritic. It has roguelike elements and eleven boss fights.
1: Oh, it sounds familiar.
0: So a very recent game.
1: Yeah, yeah, very, very recent. Uh, hmm. feels like something I've actually played recently. <laughs> I don't know. Did I do a joy play in it?
0: do you want to ask that Uh, because you do have a yes or no question right true uh did did i do a video on this i'm gonna double check i don't think so no you did not no okay because my
1: guess was archvale if it was going to be a yes um uh
0: hmm i still didn't beat that final boss in archvale yeah. It's so damn hard.
1: So there's roguelike elements, eleven bosses, Arcade. I have no idea. I I legit can't think of a game title. We I, I need I, I need more
0: information to go off, unfortunately. Gotcha, so you wanna forfeit those two guesses? Yeah. Nah. Uh this game is published by Deadelic Entertainment. In addition to roguelike elements, it also features some tower defense gameplay. It is also released on PC, Mac, and mobile. And has characters that are more commonly seen in horror games.
1: Huh. I I have an idea, but I've only... I don't know if the game is on the Switch. Okay. Is it Vampire Survivors?
0: No, and I don't know what that is. I'm going to look that up.
1: It is like the hit game like these days. It's like three bucks on Steam. It is technically a roguelike game that is essentially just copying Castlevania. Oh, what is this? <laughs> what is that? I I love how like one of the official artworks for the game is literally just traced over the uh Bayonetta 2 box art. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's that's quite funny. Yeah. But it, it is definitely not that. And that yeah. is not on Switch. Yeah, um, I didn't think so. There it is. Yeah, that's Bayonetta. Yeah. <laughs> that's so Bayonetta.
1: <laughs> it it is so blatantly copied from the Bayonetta 2 box art. Oh my god. Oh jeez. <laughs> but yeah, like that's the only thing I can think of. Oh my god. It it feels like something I should know. Yeah. But I can't think of anything. (laughs) Something tells me we talked about it on like a very recent episode and my brain just like, nah, that that information is garbage. You (laughs) you didn't need it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know.
0: Um, Do you want me to read the hints back? Yes, please. So launched on Switch in March this year. It's an arcade style game. The Switch version has a 74 on Metacritic, it has roguelike elements, it has 11 boss fights, it's published by Diadelic Entertainment, in addition to roguelike elements, it also features some tower defense gameplay, it has uh, also released on PC, Mac and mobile, and it has characters that are more commonly seen in horror games.
1: Don't know. Why do I not know this? (laughs) Yeah, like I said, it's ticking so many boxes of like, yeah, you've heard of this. You've heard of this recently. No no comment. I'm so mad at myself for not knowing what this is. Um, Yeah, I'm
0: going to need more to go off of. I'm so bad at this. Oh, good. All right. Well, you do have the Switchaboo Lifeline if you don't want to forfeit your quest- your one hint.
1: All right. Uh, give me the lifeline.
0: Give me, give me the lifeline. So, Switchaboo gave this game a 7 out of 10 in a review.
1: So, it is something we have reviewed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, boy.
0: And you are the one who's in charge of our Discord. So, you would have...
1: So, I would have known what this is. <laughs> uh... Does
0: that just make it worse?
1: Yeah, it makes it worse because, like... <laughs> I have access to the Discord right now, but uh-huh. I'm like, no, that would be cheating if yep. I look it up. No looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna look. <laughs> oh, what did we review recently? Oh, just it's hard themes, but
0: oh, the, mm. listeners go to switchaboo.com to find out
1: god damn it the, the only <laughs> games i can think of that have you know like characters you typically see in like horror games are like zombie army 4 and oh uh, what was that not resident evil game tormented souls yeah that's it yeah yeah what is it <laughs> <laughs> oh i hate this Uh oh, yeah i
0: still have no clue <laughs> Alright, final hints, and you've only got one guess with it, it reimagines a classic gaming formula. So it's not going to be Zombie Army 4 because that's not a classic gaming yeah, formula. Yeah, yeah. And when I say classic, I mean really classic.
1: Screw it, I'm cheating, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> I I legit have no idea what the f*** this is. Uh
0: Forfeited. Yeah, I forfeit. I don't know what this is. Alright, reviewed on the 22nd of February by Jake Mouncey. Zombie Rollers Pinball Heroes. You... (laughs) Yes?
1: (laughs) Oh, those, (laughs) those hints suggested anything other than Zombie Rollers. What?!
0: it launched in march it's an arcade style game i'll give you that with roguelike elements has 11 boss fights it also has tower defense it released on pc mac and mobile has characters that are more commonly seen in horror games zombies and reimagines a classic gaming formula (sighs) pinball. you're you're right you're right (laughs)
1: I I'm not gonna say no, you're a liar because you're right, <laughs> but but still, if see pinball is such like pinball is as a video game genre is like so small, yeah, that like when hearing those uh those hints, that's the last thing I would think of. <laughs> Oh. Oh, I hate myself so much <laughs> it's content that I've done uh-huh. that i
0: didn't even mm and only two months ago
1: <sighs> like like this goes to show like how my brain works yeah uh when it comes to stuff I do here it's like once I'm done with it, it is gone
0: oh, it I'm might exactly the same. Not exist i could i can I can look back with how many articles everyone's done, and I have reviewed. I'm pretty sure over a hundred games for the webs for the site, maybe more, hmm. and I couldn't tell you half of them. Yeah, oh, es- especially like I remember the first game I reviewed for the site. Uh, it was a game called Poi. It was a 3D platformer. Uh, <laughs> I wrote two and a half thousand words on it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, maybe not.
1: And <laughs> yeah, you, and you call me out for. Making my articles too long. Oh,
0: it, it took me a long time to figure out the structure, um, what works well for reviews, what's too long, what's too short. It took me a long time to figure it out. My reviews were horrible when I first started. Yeah. So, I'm editor... Remember, I am editor by default. Mm. We started with four writers, and then after like two months, it was just me. So, I am editor by default. Yeah, so if that doesn't fill you with confidence, I don't know what does. So mad, (laughs) (laughs) just oh, I'm so bad at this game. Well, take solace in that. uh, Hopefully, that's the last time you'll have to do name that game by yourself. And also that we that next for the next fortnight we will be talking about um a topic that we choose, which we still haven't figured out. But I suppose mm. we can do that in the coming fortnight.
1: Oh, yeah, we got two weeks to figure it out. We'll do it eventually.
0: Exactly. But no name that game next next episode. So once you do name that game, you don't have to do it for at least another 27 days. <laughs> Just think about that. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> but that's pretty much all we have. Um, it's a very, sh- very much shorter episode. I suppose that's to be expected with only two of us and no Patreon question. Um, mm. Any final thoughts? Jake, before we wrap things up, uh, final
1: thoughts. Uh, yeah, I gotta pay attention to more of my reviews, apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh I wonder if Nathan's go- Nathan should listen to this episode. I hope he yeah, does. N- yeah, Nathan typically listens to this. Amazing, but yeah, so that's all that's all we have. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Remember to always check us out and follow us on, you know, Facebook. Twitter, Switchaboo News, Instagram, which we have been posting to more recently, Instagram, so check that out. Um, YouTube, Switchaboo and Switchaboo Joyplays. We haven't uploaded too much there recently, but we are looking to get back into doing a bit more there, so stay tuned for that. Um, Pinned to the top of our Twitter page as well is our Discord, which you can, you know, communicate with us you can always follow us and um ask us questions there and speaking of that patreon uh, patrons do get priority with the patreon question so uh for just one dollar per month over at patreon.com switchaboo um you can join us join us there and it'll be helping us out and we'd really appreciate that as well but thank you everyone for listening and remember to have fun Ciao.